When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Episode 9 of Walk On Radio. Don here with Humphs. We got our first week of college football in the books. We made our picks. Everything went great. Humps, how'd you feel about week one of college football? Well, definitely good to uh, to see some teams back in action. Uh, it was weird. That's probably probably the first uh, first football weekend uh, that I wasn't playing football since maybe the second grade. And so definitely definitely weird, but uh, good times coming for. For some Sam Houston football, we're obviously a part of that. Uh, but yeah, it was it was great watching. There were some some surprising games, uh, some surprising teams, and uh, ready ready to continue watching. Yeah, it was really fun to actually get to sit down and finally watch a full week or not a week, a whole day of football. I spent my whole Saturday watching. Um, so me and Humph, we both went four and two. We both had surprises on both of our ends. We're going to talk about each of the games that we predicted. We had some surprising ups and downs with each team. Humph, of all the teams that we had, what was your one surprise out of all of them, good or bad? Man, um, and I so I actually picked this game wrong, but uh, man, talk about BYU. Uh, and I don't know if it was because BYU is so good or because Navy is so bad, but uh, that game was embarrassing. And yeah, we will get back to that. My team is Texas State. I told... I told Humph, I kept telling him, look, they're going to change the culture, and I think it's going to be a close game. Now, I thought it was going to be a shootout. Not a shootout, but still a close game. We'll talk about the Bobcats later. And also, I want to bring up something. Now, a few episodes back, I was getting a lot of heat from my Florida pick, from for Humphrey's Georgia pick, and he was talking big game about old boy Jamie Newman. So, Humph, why don't you tell the people, and they probably already saw what happened, why don't you tell the people what happened to, to your quarterback, uh, Jamie Newman, of the Georgia Bulldogs? So I'm still sticking with my uh, Georgia Georgia pick, them them getting into the playoffs at the fourth spot, uh, despite my boy Jamie Newman declaring for the NFL draft. I have no idea why he did that. He needs to film at Georgia. He needs to play against the big dogs. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how Georgia how Georgia fares the rest of the season without Jamie Newman. So what I hear is you're finally jumping on the JT Daniels uh, train, which you know, I've been on for apparently so quite a while now. Look, in my perspective, what I th- I you know Jamie knew what he did, what he did, but you know you come this program brings you in and they offer you all this stuff. You're the starting quarterback, and you give it like a month and then you leave. Don't know if I'm a big fan of that, but I get what he's doing. He wants to go to the NFL. You know, like Hum said, he needed that film, so we'll see where he lands in the draft. Uh, before we talk about our picks, we're going to talk a little bit about next week's or this this slate for this week's lineup. Uh, we're not going to do college football picks because most of the games we kind of both agreed on were going to be kind of blowouts because it's the first week of, you know, Big 12 and uh, other teams. So first, let's talk about our boys, the Texas Longhorns. They start off with UTEP. You know, we both think it's a blowout, but how do you think the team's going to look offensively and defensively? 
be a good tune-up game. Uh, you know, obviously Texas has high hopes this year. They're they're a lot. They're a common sleeper pick uh, for a lot of people around the nation. Uh, you know, they're going to beat UTEP by a hundred, but they they do need to look good doing it. Yeah, I'm excited to see um, Tyreek Black. I'm excited to see another receiver is Malcolm Epps. You know, he kind of goes. He was going in and out with Colin Johnson. He's about six seven. He's he's ginormous, big frame. I'm also excited to see Jordy Winnington and Jake Smith. I think Jake Smith is going to come around. He, you know, he played. Uh, he was on kick return. He was a slot, but I think he's going to have a breakout season. Uh, another team that we both really like is North Carolina. Now they're playing Syracuse, which could be closer than we think. But do you think this this game will kind of start Sam Howell's run, which we think is going to be a really good year for North Carolina? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Syracuse is is not one of the tougher opponents on their schedule, uh, in my opinion. I think uh, Mac Brown and the Tar Heels are, are going to handle them. But again, you know, week one, it's weird. This has been a weird year with, with camps, with summer workouts, all that. And, and we saw that last week in college football. So, you know, who knows what will happen. Uh, another game that is, or another team that's been really talked about is Notre Dame. You know, they come into the ACC. They're playing this year with them. They're playing Duke. Now, Duke, they just got Trevor Lawrence's backup as their starting quarterback. So does he show out? Does he show up? Notre Dame has a lot of high expectations. Humph, if you had to pick this game, Notre Dame and Duke, who are you picking? And do you think Notre Dame's going to have this historic run that people are saying? Uh, you know, hard to pick against the number 10 team ranked in the nation uh, week one. But uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with Notre Dame in this one. But no, I will not now or ever join the Notre Dame hype train. Uh, they seem to disappoint year in and year out. Um I look at them getting second or third in this ACC uh, conference. You know, they, they joined it because uh, they weren't able to have an independent schedule due to the weird season that we're having. But uh, this, is, uh, this is Clemson's conference to lose, and Notre Dame is not going to change that. Now, do you feel that Notre Dame, because you're right, they always seem to squeeze their way into the playoffs or squeeze their way high ranked, and then they just get blown out or they play really bad. Do you think because they're an independent that affects, and do you think going into the ACC could change, you know, how they play in their competition? Well, um, you know, being an independent, you you truly do get to decide who you play, and so I think they schedule quality opponents, but there's just something about being in a conference that you know a sense of consistency uh, with the teams you're playing, and so you know, it just the competitiveness of trying to to reach that goal of conference champions, you know, could, could be a good thing or a bad thing for Notre Dame. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see Ian Book. He is in the Heisman running. Let's see how he does in the ACC. So let's get on to our the games we picked. We're going to start off with Army versus Middle Tennessee. And uh, as we both predicted, it was a 42-0 whooping by Army. Uh, I said that Middle Tennessee's defense was lack lackluster, and Army ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball. Talk to me about that game. Dude, Army. Uh, if you know, if I had to pick a second team that surprised me, I'd pick Army. Um, I, you know, in a year, in a year like this, with 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 a lot of the Power Five teams out and not in contention for rankings and, and things of that matter, uh, I look at Army as a team that can take get up there in the rankings. Uh, if if they play like that, then you know, I I, I could see them winning some big games. Yeah, it's all about, like I said in last episode, it's all about time possession. And Army just holds on to the ball, and they drive down the field. They wear out the defense, 
And it's just something that it, it'll kill it. It'll kill your momentum on offense. It'll kill your defense. And another thing about Army, and I don't know if you saw this, Hump, but almost 70% of their games are at home. They All their games ended up getting moved to home. That's going to be big time for Army. They get to play in their home turf, and they get to fill up with you know all the military people. They want to be there to put, watch the games. So excited to watch Army. Middle Tennessee, they really got to step up their defense and their offense getting shut out like that. So Army with a 42-0 victory. That was one point for both of us. Um, the next game we're going to is Memphis versus Arkansas State. Now, we both said that Memphis was going to blow them out, but it ended up being a 37-24 to game. Arkansas State played a lot better than I thought they would. They had a good quarterback, but, you know, Memphis with the experience, they had the better quarterback, better offense. Hump's talking to me about it. Memphis, certainly the better team here, uh, but but through about one half a play, uh, this was this was a close game, and, I, and I'm impressed with Arkansas State for that. Um, you know, I think Memphis is one of the favorites in their conference. Uh, I think them and SMU really impressed me. Uh, I also like Cincinnati, but yeah, Memphis with a solid win right here. Uh, I expect good things out of them going forward. Yeah, they, their quarterback looked really strong. And uh, another team you're missing out on the American Conference is U of H. Now, I know people kind of took them out of the running, but I do like the quarterback, Clayton Toon. So I think U of H can kind of fight in there, make some, uh, have some issues. Uh, they play Memphis in either week two or three, so that's going to be a good matchup. Um, the next game we're going to talk about is South Alabama versus Southern mm. Mississippi. Mm. Now, this was mm. uh, this kind of this is the one that messed you up, and I called it. I said an upset is brewing, and as I said, thirty-two twenty-one, Southern South Alabama with the victory. And I don't know if it's because they lost or what, but Southern Mississippi fired their coach. He's gone already after week one. And they have a new interim head coach who is a uh, a young one. So, uh, what what do you think happens? Do you think because of you know not being able to practice a lot and this non off season kind of messed Southern Mississippi up, or South Alabama just that good? I, I want to first say that uh, I said I'd go six and zero this week uh, and possibly undefeated for the season. And first pick 'em game of the year, I'm I'm zero and one, and so not not a good start there. Um, you know, I guess that's. That's that's the season we're in. There's gonna be there's gonna be some weird upsets like that, you know. Southern Miss was was certainly the favorite coming into the South Alabama game, but South Alabama outplayed them. Uh, simple as that, you know. I don't I don't see them as a as a strong team really this year, but impressive win for the uh, for South Alabama. Yeah, they have some really good matchups coming up later, so it'll be interesting to watch them play. Now, when after that game, I was certain that I was gonna go undefeated. But then this next game happened, SFA versus UTEB, 24-14, UTEB wins. Man, I, I thought SFA looked really strong in the beginning. They went up 14-zip and then just kind of blew it. What do you think about that game? Yeah, um, glad that I was able to get this one right to uh, even up the score in Pick'em. Um, I won't talk much about SFA, but uh, UTEB could have been the worst FBS team I've ever seen assembled. Um, and if you watch the game, that's not harsh. Uh, I'm serious. Um, wasn't impressed at all by any means in any aspect of the game. Um, bit of a momentum swing going into the half, and you know, UTEP kind of kind of just held on to that for the rest of the game, but very, very lackluster game overall. Yeah, I, I thought SFA's defense did really good in the beginning, but like you said, they took their momentum in halftime and kind of ran with it. You know, I'm I'm still got some high hopes for SFA, and I know that's that's hard for me to say as a as a Bearcat, but uh, 
I think they could end up having a good season. We'll see how it goes. Uh, UTEP with the victory, and that was my one. That was my loss that we kind of picked differently. Uh, the next game is SMU versus Texas State. Now, I said it was a shootout. Hump said it was going to be a blowout. And for two passing teams, it kind of came down to the run game. Uh, Texas State had a running back that was doing very well. SMU was running around a little bit. Uh, 34-24. And uh, I don't know if you saw on uh, Twitter, but did you see that one-handed catch by Texas State? Early uh, early catch of the year contender uh, on day one of college football. That's always that's always fun. But yeah, that was that was awesome. It was on Barstool. It was on ESPN. All that. And so that's 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 pretty cool for that kid. Uh, it it was a really fun game to watch. Uh, how do you think about Shane Bouchel? I know he was projected to have a really good season. Kind of struggled. Uh, what do you do? You think like I always bring up this postseason or this off season and lack of. Uh, what do you think happened with Shane Bouchel in this first game? I think it was just you know first game, uh, like you said, lack of lack of reps with receivers. Um, I, not worried about him at all. I think SMU, like I said earlier in the podcast, uh, I expect big things out of them. They they can win this conference, and uh, that all starts with Shane Bouchel. Uh, so SMU will get rolling. Um, really impressed with Texas State hanging in there. You know I, I did pick SMU, but I did pick them to blow them out, and so I think. I think Texas State can can really surprise some people this year. Yeah, all the problems that I said Texas State had, they kind of proved themselves wrong. One of their big issues was they didn't have a good offensive line, and they kind of made they made a lot of changes. They brought in some new people. The offensive line did really good. They have a new quarterback transfer from Memphis, and he was able to kind of run around, make his get his spots in, and the run game was really good. And another thing I said was Texas State doesn't have a defensive line, and that was going to give Shane Bouchelle a lot of time in the pocket to throw around. And Texas State defensive line just swallowed up uh, SMU's offensive line all game long. It was really impressive to watch. And then talking about defensive line, SMU had one of the best uh, front five last year. And they just they couldn't get nothing done. They weren't getting to the quarterback. They weren't stopping the run. So it was definitely a good game. I'm excited to see where Texas State goes from here. Now, home. somebody said that SMU is the best non-Power 5 school. After this game, do you agree with that? Or do you think there's another team that could come to that place? You know, hard to say. Uh, everyone had different different week one. Some teams haven't played. Uh, I think they're certainly in the conversation. But uh, dude, BYU don't 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 count them out. Uh, they're an independent school now, um, and I know we're about to talk about that game in a second. But golly, they looked impressive. Yeah. So talking about BYU and Navy, fifty five to three. And this was the Monday night, the one game. You know, they they brought out the big dog. Kerp Herbstreet was calling the game. It was big time. It was supposed to be a really good game, fifty five to three. And and it wasn't. It looked. It was hard to watch. It was one of those games where I was on my phone going back and forth because I just couldn't watch that game. What went wrong, Humphs? Well, um, if you paid attention to it, any um, the 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 Navy coach. Uh, basically blamed the loss on himself uh and the reason being is apparently navy the navy football team has not tackled since their bowl win last season nine months ago um and dalton that's um that's unacceptable i mean that is unacceptable in, in any form or fashion that's like saying that's like saying hey uh I'm going to try to squat 500 pounds today, uh, but I'm not going to warm up, okay? I'm just going to go straight into it. Um, so, yeah, I, for the Navy, I mean, the Navy coach, you know, not you know, I'm not one to point fingers, but that's on him. Uh, that's, 
let that be a lesson to the rest of the nation. Um, you you, you got to get some live scenarios in as much as you can uh, in in whatever you're calling camp with with some inter squad stuff because prime time against a, a solid BYU team that being the first dose of tackling you get that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and you know I I get what I get it with all the corona stuff and and the fear, but I mean that's unsafe. You're 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 risking hurting your players by doing that because. They, they've been doing bags the whole time. They've been doing, you know, touch. They haven't been tackling. And one of the big things I noticed was the offensive line. Uh, Navy's offensive line. And, you know, they're a triple option team. They need to rely on the offensive line. And they were getting blown up the entire game. The defensive line. And, you know, maybe BYU's defensive line is just stuff of legend. But they were getting blown up. They Their defense couldn't make any tackle. They had a tight end. I think he had like a 40-yard catch for a touchdown. I mean, they had a dude get hurt. The fullback hurdled their middle linebacker, which, hey, shout-out fullbacks. Love them. But that that's not safe for your players. It's not it's not a smart decision by Navy, and I hope this is a lesson that, like, yo, we got we to gotta switch this up and do something different. 55-3. Uh, to three. We ended up being 4-2. Hump, I hope your uh, I hope your NFL score is better because four and two is a rough start for you. Six and zero, right here. I'm right happy here. for mine. I, you know, I'm good with four and two. I'm ready to keep it going. Um, but before we talk about NFL, we got our fantasy squad going. Oh yeah, yeah, fantasy football. So this is uh, if if you guys watched uh, an earlier episode, um, we we did a fantasy football special. Kind of talked about tips and strategies of fantasy football for 2020. Uh, and along with that, me and Dalton uh, drafted a team in, uh, in, in the name of Walk On Radio. And so this year, you know, we'll post it on our Twitter, our results, uh, kind of how we're doing, how our players are doing. If you have any input, feel free to let us know. Um, yeah, it's looking, we're, uh, we're favored this week, so uh, we're excited about that. Fantasy football is it's one of the best times of the year. You know, guys on our team, we've got Russell Wilson, Nick Chubb, Le'Veon Bell, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. Uh, you know, some big names. I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, so, you know, we did this kind of earlier in the season. Now that everything's kind of come to fruition and we kind of know who's on what and who's where, anybody on the team that you really like or anybody that you're kind of worried about now that we're kind of getting ready to have our week one games? Yeah, and, and, and if you did your draft early uh, – there were lots of weird things. There was lots of weird free agency. There were some big cuts uh, with Corona stuff, with, with people opting out and things of that nature. It definitely changes teams. So I think you know, not not our team alone. I think all teams. If you if you did your draft a month ago, you know you're 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 looking to get some new players because because things happen. I mean, the Jaguars cut Leonard Fournette, and now he's now he's a Buck. So. What does that do to the Bucks running backs? Uh, Adrian Peterson leaves, you know, the Redskins. Now he's a line. What does it do to those guys? And just just stuff like that across the board. Uh, but that's what I, what do I say, Dalton? Waivers win Super Bowls. I mean that you know it's it's not just about the draft. It's about how you handle it after. Yeah, I was actually you brought up the two people I was going to ask you about. How do you think? First of all, how do you feel about Adrian Peterson getting cut by Washington? And how do you feel? About him being on the line in a fantasy perspective, do you think he'll put up good points? Is he worth getting on your team? Is he more of a you know a flex or a bench player? Talk to me about a- the move for Adrian Peterson. You know, I, I don't see him being uh, a reliable starter for your fantasy football team. If you want to stash him on your bench, I guess that's okay. But you know, they've got DeAndre Swift and, and Karen Johnson, uh, and so that's going to kind of be a running back by committee in Detroit. And typically for fantasy purposes, that is not a good thing. 
and what about Washington, the Washington football team? Are, are they tanking for Trevor? What's going on with them? They got, I, you know, I get Adrian Peterson's a little bit older, but, you know, it doesn't seem like they have anybody else at running back. You know, they have Dwayne Haskins, who hasn't really proven himself, but he's okay. They have a couple good receivers, you know, chasing on defense. What's going on with Washington? Oh, man, I have uh, I have choice words for Washington. Um, to say the least, they are going to suck this year. Um, I, I, they're going to get last in the NFC East. Uh, the Giants are better than them, and the Giants suck, uh, to be honest with you. So don't see them doing anything. They're probably going to have the first, second, or third pick in next year's draft. Um, you know, do you, draft, do you draft Trevor Lawrence if you get the chance? Do you draft Trey Lawrence if you get the chance? Depends how Dwayne Haskins does this year, and I guess we'll see. And uh, I don't know if you saw, if you've been paying attention on the uh, the internet, but uh, Daniel Jones is a little beefy now. The is Giants, I, I'm kind of liking the Giants. You know, they got Say Goat, Saquon Barkley, the best running back in the NFL, behind Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, they got Daniel Jones, who's put on some pounds. I feel like you change who the best running back in the NFL is weekly. I mean, it's. At this point, it's anybody but Zeke. Okay. I should put A.J. See, Dillon on that this list if I want to. this is the type of slander that I have to sit by and listen to. I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Now, let me ask you a question, your honest opinion. Who is going to be the worst team in the NFL now? They, they, they the could Jacksonville be a lot of, Jaguars. I was going to say, I don't between need, Washington or Jag- I don't Jacksonville. I don't need any explanation. The Jacksonville Jaguars are tanking for Trevor, the, the epitome of it. Now, you think Washington's going to be better than Jacksonville? Because they both I are kind of I don't think they're going right to be now. better I think Jacksonville is going to be worse. Really? <laughs> I, I, are, you not, are you not on the Garner mission? No, train? no. He's fun enough to sell a couple tickets for for some home games for Jacksonville to make some money. But I'd say the over-under of them winning games is about two. And uh, another player I was going to ask about, you know, we're going to talk about this game later, but Leonard Fournette going to Tampa Bay. Now, since we're still talking fantasy, from a fantasy perspective, is he a good pick for Leonard Fournette? No, no, it's it, it it diminishes Leonard Fournette's fantasy stock. It diminishes Keyshawn Vaughn's. It diminishes Ronald Jones, and they still have Lashawn McCoy. So I don't, you know, the Bucks. The, little sidetrack from fantasy here. The Bucks are all in in twenty twenty. Um, they want to win a Super Bowl now, and, and they don't care about next year. So I think I think that's a direct result of getting Tom Brady, uh, and so they're trying to surround him with with all the weapons that he needs to, to take them to a Super Bowl. And uh, speaking of Tom Brady, you know, if they win, you know, if they have this dream season and win a Super Bowl, is this Tom Brady's last year? Do you think he retires up top or is he going to finish out? No, he, 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 uh, he rides off into the sunset. I think, uh, the Super Bowl is actually in Tampa Bay this year, uh, which actually is not, not in Tampa Bay's favor. Uh, in, in all of the Super Bowl's history, there has never been a home team, uh, play for a Super Bowl as, as far as where the Super Bowl was. So definitely doesn't bode well in Tom Brady's favor, but if one guy was going to do it, it would be him. And, uh, you know, you talked about Super Bowl, and this made me think of something, you know, with Corona and the, and the limited capacity and all that. Could you see the Super Bowl being in an empty stadium? Do you think we'll have a – do you think if, if Corona continues like it is, could we have a delay in the Super Bowl? What do you think would happen with a Super Bowl – if, if it doesn't go back to normal in time? Man, truly, uh, I think the NFL is going to show why they are the greatest sports organization in the world uh, this season. You know, I, I know some teams are being cautious with with their fans, but I definitely, 
you know, I, I really see it getting better, uh, especially before February, which is when the Super Bowl is. Um, there's no chance they back it up, absolutely no chance whatsoever. And I'd say there's a very small chance that it's played uh, in front of no fans. Um, there will be fans of some capacity, you know. That you'd like to think that it's not about money, but it definitely is. Uh, and the Super Bowl is is the single biggest sports day of of the calendar year. And so, as far as I'm concerned, that they would play on Mars before that happened. Yeah, it, it's going to be really weird if it ends up being limited or uh, no fans at all. Uh, but speaking of Super Bowls, we're going to jump into our NFL picks with our very first pick, the Thursday opener. Which I think might be the best game of the of this week, Kansas City versus Houston. Tell me your pick and why. Let's talk about it. So first off, Dalton, I'm really excited. Uh, we're filming this on a Tuesday. Um, we're two days away from NFL football. Um, I love college football, but I'm truly I'm truly an NFL guy, um, and so this really excites me. I I typically watch every single game, not just my beloved Dallas Cowboys, uh, but. Man, I, this is an awesome game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes defending Super Bowl MVP. Uh, it's tradition that the Super Bowl champion opens up the NFL season um, at home. So Texans at Kansas City. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of fireworks in this game, but give me Kansas City. Now remember, in the playoffs, Houston was up 24 points, mm. and they blew it. Mm. Can Houston get up again and hold it this year? <laughs> no, that is my answer. I want to pick Houston. I really do. I want this to be an upset. I want to do one of my hot take upsets. I, it worked with South Alabama, but you can't vote against Patrick Mahomes. You can't vote against this offense. Now, Houston's going to have a good offense too, and I'm excited to see they, if David Johnson can come back to the running back he was one time. I think not I think you can me, bring brother. it back. Not for me. They have a they have a decent O line. They have a you know Deshaun Watson just got paid. He, he is did now just get uh, paid. he is now with the Texans for a couple more years. Yeah. They have an okay secondary. I'm worried about Houston's front five, but Kansas City's running game is iffy. They're more of you know they throw the ball a lot, but Clyde Edwards-Alaire from LSU is he going to be a difference maker in really, this game? Really, he is the man. Uh, I I personally think that we're, we're, we're overshooting there, but uh, apparently he has been tearing it up in training camp. Yeah, so I think Houston versus Kansas City is going to be what we thought, uh, or, or I thought SMU-Texas State was going to be a nice little shootout, but uh, you can't go against the Super Bowl champions. Now, for the AFC South with Houston, I've been reading a lot of things that people, and these are multiple analysts, they have the Colts, the number one team, going to win the AFC South. How do you, you know, and I like Phillip Rivers. Do I think he's uh, on the downward? Yes. But everyone likes Indianapolis now. What do you think about that? I think Indianapolis is going to win some ball games, uh, and I think they're a good enough team to make the playoffs. Uh, but I'll put it as simple as I, I think it's Tennessee's division to lose. Um, you know, last year towards the end of the year, Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry really shined. I'm um, a big Mike Vrabel guy, um, you know, later in the year, outside linebacker Derek Roberson, Sam Houston State alum, really shined uh, for them. They just signed Jadavion Clowney. And so I, I think that Tennessee is the team to beat, but uh, I fully expect Tennessee, Houston, and Indianapolis to, to kind of beat up on each other in that division. 
Yeah, I, I was really surprised by by the take too. I have Tennessee, or I, I have Houston winning, Tennessee getting into the playoffs, and Colts third. Now, you know, I'm big on Jacob Eason for the Colts. Do you think Jacob Eason could come in and take over in the role, or is it Phillip Rivers' team? It's Phillip Rivers' team uh, until Phillip Rivers decides not to play anymore uh, or gets injured. And so, you know, I don't think they have any plans uh, of going Jacob Eason. They still have Jacoby Brissett, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd, I'd say that it's Jacoby Brissett's before Eason's. You know, Eason's a guy that in five years, you know, if he's still around, uh, could, could be that, that guy. But I think Jacoby Brissett's okay, uh, especially on a team with an offensive line like that. And you kind of got that one-two punch in Jonathan Taylor, uh, the rookie running back, and and as well as Marlon Mack. Uh, you know, solid defense. You've got Darius Leonard, probably the best linebacker in the NFL. Uh, they traded for DeForest Buckner from uh, the 49ers. And so, yeah, Indianapolis is going to win some games. Could they blank the playoffs? Yes. Will they win the division? Not in my opinion. Yeah, and they and they do have the, the two-headed running back stable, plus – the best offensive line in the NFL from last year. So it'll be exciting. <clears throat> you talked about Sam Houston alumni. Houston signed uh, P.J. Hall, so yep. shout-out Sam yep. Houston. Yep. Um, you know, going back to Tennessee real quick, do you think J- Jadavion Clowney will change the Tennessee Titans defense? You know, I've never really been big on him. I've always thought he was kind of – I think he's one of the worst first picks ever. But he does make an impact once in a while. Do you think he's going to have a big effect in the AFC South? Is he as good as his hype was coming out of college? No. That was that was from probably the biggest hit ever, uh, one of the most viral hits ever uh, at South Carolina. But that doesn't mean he's not a good player, and that doesn't mean he's not an impact player. I think he definitely changed Tennessee's uh, defensive line. Uh, I think he changes their defense. And, again, I think he, he solidifies that they're, you know, in my opinion, the favorite in the AFC South. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch Tennessee. Uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill is is going to be the quarterback. Let's see if he can have another good – he had a good back half. Let's see if he has a good full year. So uh, the next teams we're going to do is Seattle at Atlanta. This could end up being a good game too. Humphreys, who do you got for this game? Man, um, again, just, just following the trend of the first game, I think this is going to be a shootout. Um, I'm going to take Seattle here. I think Seattle is one of the best teams in the NFC. Uh, I'll never bet against Russell Wilson. He, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, but what I'll say about the Falcons is I think that their offense this season is going to score a lot of points. Um, the problem is they're going to give up more points. Uh, so is this a good team? They're okay. Can they beat some teams? Yes. Strictly due to a high-octane offense led by Matt Ryan. You've got Julio Jones. You've got Calvin Ridley. They brought in Hayden Hurst to tight end. And they've got Todd Gurley. And, you know, people question Todd Gurley's health in his knee. Uh, But I think think in an offense like this with, with so much passing power, I think Todd Gurley can really shine. And so I'm taking Seattle in this one. Um, you know, again, they're one of the teams in the uh, NFC to beat. Uh, I think they win that division, the NFC West. Uh, but uh, give me Seattle in this one. I got one name for what team I'm going to pick, and that's Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> Russell Wilson, you can't vote against him. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now behind Aaron Rodgers. Um, I like Seattle. Now, I'm disagreeing with you, Atlanta. I think Matt Ryan is done for. 
I think Todd Gurley is done for. I don't think he's going to ever be to I he's never going to be what he was. I think his uh I think he's on his downward just like oh who did I say was on his downward? Somebody else. I just said somebody else. I don't like Atlanta. Hayden Hurst is okay, but there was a reason he was the third tight end in Baltimore. You know, Julio Jones is one of the best receivers in the NFL, but I think Seattle's going to kill him. I think it's going to be a bad game. I don't think Atlanta's very good. You know, I disagree uh, about Atlanta's offense, uh, like I was saying, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, I think uh, I think Matt Ryan isn't as good anymore, and they don't have a defense at all, so I think it might be a blowout. I'm going to Seattle as well. On the next game, I think we have a little uh, disagreement here. Cardinals versus 49ers. 49ers made the Super Bowl last year. We both had them low in our NFL rankings. We both don't like Garoppolo. I'm a big Cardinals guy this year. Uh, who you got? Man, uh, you know, I know I know the Arizona Cardinals are, uh, are your dream team this season, kind of your sleeper pick for 2020. Uh, and and I, like, I like the Arizona Cardinals. I think that they're, they're going to score a lot of points. I've got DeAndre Hopkins uh, as my, my go-to receiver in fantasy uh, in my personal league. But I'm going to pick the... Uh, the reigning NFC champs here. Um, I think, you know, I, personally, I think the 49ers last season was a fluke. Uh, I'm not saying they're not a good team, but I don't think they're a great team. Um, and so, you know, if they were disappointing this year, it would not surprise me. But I will take San Francisco at home versus the Cardinals this week. So, you know, I have been hyping up the Cardinals for, I think, since episode one. So it would only be it would be wrong if I didn't pick the Cardinals. Look, Kyler Murray is a great quarterback. DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers. Larry Legend still getting it done. Christian Kirk is a great slot receiver. I'm big on the Cardinals. I think I think they're gonna win. I don't like the 49ers defense. I do not like Jimmy Garoppolo. I say that all the time. The only person on the 49ers I actually like is George Kittle because he's the GOAT. He's the best tight end right now. You know, I do think the 49ers were a fluke. And uh, they had a good running, they had a good running offense and a good offense. But uh, you know, after after you do it once, people are gonna figure it out. So I think people are gonna finally figure it out. Cardinals defense is coming up. Patrick Peterson is still one of the best corners. You know, I have Isaiah Simmons being the defensive rookie of the year. So I really like the Cardinals. I I kind of hope they they play out like I say, so I can say that I'm the goat picker and <laughs> I know what I'm doing. So I have the Cardinals on the upset. Let's see if the 49ers are actually a fluke. Now the next game. And I know, uh, I know Humph is going to make me very upset here because I feel like he's doing it just to spite me. But uh, Green Bay at Minnesota. Oh, this ain't in spite of nothing. So, I'm uh, taking the Vikings. Oh my God. I feel good about it. I told you a week ago that I felt good about it. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins is looking for vengeance this year. I think Adam Thielen is prepared to make you eat your words. You had a lot of choice things to say about him. I still do. I, you know, I, honestly, one of the most heated moments we've had on this podcast was the NFC North talk, and I'm standing by it. The Minnesota Vikings are winning this division this year. You know, are the Packers a wild card team? Yes, of course, but probably just this one year. Aaron Rodgers is gone after this one. Uh, you know, I who's he throwing to, Dalton? If if Minnesota decides, okay, we're taking Devontae Adams out of the game, I don't know what Green Bay's gonna do. And so I'll take Minnesota by a hundred in this one. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That that's that's being that's being, you know, a little a little homer mm-hmm. on the other side. But Minnesota does win this one. 
Uh, I like him at home. Skull Nation. What do you think, Dalton? Let me tell you what I think. I think that is a ridiculous take. The only thing the Vikings have done that's a positive in their in their franchise, the best thing they've done in the last 15 years is the is the game that they broke Aaron Rodgers' collarbone. That's it. That's the only thing that they can say they did that was good. Adam Thielen is not a star receiver. He, he is. is a receiver too. He's Dang. a good. He's only good. He wasn't even a receiver too Stephon last year Diggs, with Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs was getting double. They just covered, got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. They just was got Justin open. Jefferson. I like Kyle Rudolph. He's a great tight end. Dalvin Cook is still Kirk there. Cousins. <laughs> I think Kirk Cousins is fine. <laughs> he's a joke. He's going to be the Dalvin Green Bay Cook Packers. Is okay. Dalvin Cook is good. Dalvin he's Cook just is not made Aaron Jones. Was, he's not Dude, Aaron Jones. Dalvin Cook is so much better than Aaron Jones. That's why you drafted AJ Dillon. AJ Cope, because Matt LaFleur wants a trio. No, a three-headed Matt LaFleur, monster. No, Matt LaFleur wants a new team. He said, let me get a new quarterback, let me get a new running back, uh, and Devontae Adams, sorry, bud, we're not getting you any new receivers. Look, Devontae Adams doesn't need any other he receivers does. because every he gets one, open. He's one of the ba- best route every runners Batman in the NFL. Batman needs a Robin. Yeah, the Batman of Aaron Rodgers is the Robin and Devontae Adams. Stop. Rodgers is retiring. The same position. Rodgers is retiring as a Packer. He's not. I, the greatest I will, quarterback. I, I will put anything on that he doesn't retire a Packer. I don't. I not only think that we're going to win. If Tom Brady didn't retire a Patriot, Aaron Rodgers dang sure ain't retiring a Packer. Well, Because he is He's kind of a douchey hu- human. No, he's not. No, he's no not. he is. That's fake news. That's Dude. what everybody says. Now, look, this is what, this is what came out of Aaron Rodgers' mouth. He said, I want to stay in Green Bay until I retire. Now, I did don't... Did he say that? He did. Well, Hold he on. also said something about Hold on. the reason they drafted him. Hold on. He said, I want to stay in the Packers as long as management wants me. So he understands that... It ain't long. Drafting Jordan Love is because they think that eventually Rodgers going to retire in a few years, and he wants to stay there. Now, if management bumps him, there's nothing he can do about it. There's nothing I can do about it. Did Brett Favre retire a Packer? No, but okay. he also got he also got bumped for Aaron Rodgers. Did he retire a Packer? No, it's the same situation. He well, he did, he uh, did, and then came back, and then retired again. I'm pretty sure he played for the Vikings and the Jets after the Packers. Yeah, but he retired as a Packer. Then he came back, joined the Vikings, and then the Jets, and then re-retired. Uh, well, he did because, retire a Packer. But it's because we bumped him out because the goat was coming, the best ever, Aaron Rodgers. He's better like, than Brett Favre. I'm gonna tell you why we're gonna win. Because we got Aaron Rodgers. We still have the best left tackle in the NFL. We have a solid offensive line. We have a left guard, a rookie last year who gave up no sacks, played the whole year. We have Devontae Adams. We have <clears throat> Alan Lazard, baby. Talk about a receiver, too. You say, who is he going to throw to? He's got Devontae Adams. He's got Alan Lazard. He's if got- anybody's listening and you can tell me who that is, I've had this conversation before. If you can tell me wholeheartedly who Alan Lazard is, let me know. We got MVS. He's a stud. He's back. We have three great tight ends. Jay Sternberger from A&M. He's about to have a great year at tight end. He's going to be a good receiving tight end. He's rocking 87. Shout out Jordy Nelson. We have the three-headed monster at running back. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, who's going to be just like, say, goat, and he's going to run people over. Oh, my God. Our offense is going to be so good. We're kind of we have the similar offense as the 49ers where we do a little tricky, tricky dicky stuff. Matt LaFleur is gonna cook something up. Defense, bro, people be disrespecting the Packers on defense. All right. Let me tell you what. The Smith brothers is the best 
pass rush duo in the NFL. So what I'm hearing is the Packers are the Super Bowl favorites. Uh, I mean, that's we, what I'm hearing. We made it to the NFC Championship that, last year. That's what I'm hearing. We are. We are. Okay. Zadarius <laughs> Smith and Preston Smith were both top five in sacks. That doesn't happen a lot. Kenny Clark, our nose guard, just got paid, and he's a stud. He can he eats up the interior. He's good. We got a oh, I don't remember his name. The guy from the Browns playing middle linebacker. He's a leader now. We we lost Blake Martinez, who you know I love Blake Martinez, but he went off. He wanted more money than we were going to give him. Jair Alexander, great up and coming corner. Kevin King, great up and coming corner. I could say that those two might be the two one of the two best cornerback duos in the NFL. Adrian Amos at safety. Oh my God, we we are stacked. We have a great punter. We don't need him though. We have a great kicker. Mason Crosby's the goat. I mean, there's nothing that you can say that is going to change my mind that this team looks great, even better than last year. I know we picked up Jordan Love, but you know what? Everybody gets old eventually, and when it's time for Jordan Love to shine, it's time, and I'm excited to watch him. You know, we might beat Minnesota so bad that Jordan Love might get some playing time, or Tim Boyle. Somebody, we're going to have our twos in by the fourth quarter because Kirk Cousins sucks. Adam Thielen's a receiver, too. He's got nobody. Dalvin Cook... Made a glass. We're probably going to hurt them because we built like that. They lost. They, who's on their D-line? Uh, who's their linebacker? Anthony Barr? He's been playing for 20 years. He's a bum. Who's their corners? Harrison Smith at safety? Oh, my God. We're going to blow them out. I got Green Bay by $2 million. That's a freaking great take. You done yet? You, you done talking? Woo! Man. I, I have so nothing excited. to say other, so than, other than... We'll talk about this next week when Minnesota wins. So what happens next week when Green Bay wins? What's gonna happen? I, I'll let you. I'll let you ramble on for ten more minutes. About I mean, it. it's it, there's no chance we have the NFC North on lock for sure. Unlike I'm excited team, for the Bears to beat you. Unlike your team, who Duh, that's a toss don't, up. Don't bring up my the North team's crappy division. And it's I mean, a toss up. The North has some of the best teams. It'll be real funny when you pick Dallas in in a couple minutes. When Shoot, we get to y'all that ready game. for the hot take coming up? Stop. Yeah. Stop. But moving on. Enough about the goats. The Green Bay goats. The next game is Tampa Bay versus New Orleans. I struggled with this one. There's a lot of hype with Tampa Bay. They are. Uh, they you know like Hump said they're built for this year. New Orleans. I actually had New Orleans as my Super Bowl pick when we uh, when we did it. So, uh, man, I struggled here. Who do you got? Now, remind you, this is week one. This could change everything because they, you know, they've been practicing more than college has, but it still could have an effect. Who do you got? Tampa Bay, New Orleans. So this is probably the most intriguing matchup uh, of the week, in my opinion. You've got a, a solidified uh, NFL power. In the New Orleans Saints, uh, they've had about the worst luck over the last five years as as I've ever seen. Um, it's honestly time for Drew Brees to get another Super Bowl. He deserves it. Uh, you've got Michael Thomas. You've got my boy, Alvin Kamara. I love that man. Uh, first pick in my fantasy football league this year for me. Didn't fix for about fit. three days in a row. He didn't need to. He didn't need to. Contract he's, issues. Nah, man. That That's all propaganda. He mm. Hey, today it came out that he's going to sign a big one. And he's ready to roll. So I hey, he's an air he, he likes the airhead candy, so he's 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 ready. All right. So Saints, definitely one of the best teams in the NFC. Probably the best team in the NFC, truthfully. Oh jeez. Uh, I think uh um, You're gonna say that after my whole my whole speech. My war my war speech, and you're just gonna give that hot take. 
you know, there's a reason that you over, had to wait, spend. Oh, you're putting New Orleans listen, over Seattle. You, over Seattle? Yes, for sure. Let, let me talk, bro. Let me talk. Listen, listen. New Orleans over Seattle? You really don't think that? I don't. That's incredible. I. Oh my God! You, you just said you just said you just said that New Orleans is going to the Super Bowl. I know, but I got Green Bay as the best team in the NFC. Uh, Seattle number two. That's ridiculous. New Orleans number three. That's ridiculous. New Orleans is the best team in the NFC. I don't know that they're the most talented team in the NFC. That's the next team we're going to talk about in about five minutes. Okay, but Tampa Bay? No, no, no. Oh, LA. Okay. No, no, oh, no, 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 sure. no, no, no. You you know who I'm talking about, but. New Orleans is gonna New Orleans is gonna win this game, and here's why. They're they they've got their core group. Uh, they've been together, um, even in a weird year. They they kind of know what's going on, and they're going to beat a newly formed Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. Now, I I am not fully on the Tampa Bay hype train. Okay, I don't think they're gonna win the Super Bowl. I don't think they'll go to the Super Bowl. But Tampa Bay is a playoff team. And Tampa Bay is going to whoop up on some people, okay? So, let them let them get a couple weeks in with Brady, with Leonard Fournette, with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski. Let them, let them form together, okay? And the next time the Saints and the Bucks play, that, that'll be a great game to watch. But for week one purposes, give me Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees, and Michael Thomas and the New Orleans Saints. Now, I agree with what you said. Week one, you got you got a team that's been together for a while, and uh, you got a team that's brand new, and you picked the safe pick. But <laughs> I ain't no safe pick player. <laughs> I'm going Tampa Bay, baby. Look, you always talk about Tom Brady being the goat. I still think he got it in him. He's got a great offense around him, and now with Leonard Fournette, my God, they can run, they can pass. You know, you got two great tight ends, OJ Howard and Rob Gronkowski. I mean, I've been seeing pics of Gronkowski. He's looking good. He's all bulk again. He's big boy. Mike Evans on the outside. Chris Godwin. This offense is going to be killer. Now, now New Orleans. Look, Drew Brees always been the second best quarterback in the NFC behind Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's very consistent. Michael Thomas. He he cries a lot, but hey, he can play. Alvin Kamara got a little contract issues. I don't know. I don't know how he's feeling about his team, but. He's gonna be. They they paid Taysom Hill before him. Let's just get that out the way. Taysom Hill is a stud. He's I look. I like New Orleans. I had him for my Super Bowl because I didn't want to have to pick the Packers because I'm not a I'm not like that like other people next to me. So I was the humble man. I picked New Orleans. Look, neither of these teams have a have a very good defense. Now Tampa Bay's got Levante David at linebacker. He's a great linebacker. New Orleans they got Cam jo- Cam Jordan Cam Jordan at a defensive end. So they got a nice little pass rush. New Orleans offensive line. Eh, that's how I feel about their offensive line. Is eh. Now, can Tampa Bay, if Tampa Bay can get into Drew Brees' face and get him on the ground like Derrick Roberson in Tennessee, might be game changer because Tennessee ended up winning that game. And uh, Derrick Roberson had a good night. And that was Derrick Roberson's very first game. So if, if he can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah, but what if Tom Brady's on the ground? I mean, he might break. They are one big hit away from Tampa Bay season going right down the drain. But this is this is why I like the Buccaneers too. Is Bruce Arians kind of said, "Look, you know, this is Tom Brady's offense, and I know Tom Brady. He's going to do the same thing he did in New England: quick slants, quick passes, left and right. He's going to be moving down the field quickly. And hey, Leonard Fournette, if he needs to get that the one or two down or two yards, he's going to get it. I'm going the upset because I don't pick safe picks. Tampa Bay." Buccaneers, write it down. 
just like South Alabama, we having an upset. I mean, could you even call an upset? Who's do you know who the favorite is in that game? Saint, you know, the Saints are at home, so they're gonna be the favorites. Go Tampa Bay. And then finally, the Sunday night main event. I don't know why they picked this game. Good Lord. What a terrible main why. event. I know why. Hey, I know why. Boo. America's team, baby. America's Boo. team. They wanted Wait, America. They wanted America's team to open up the new stadium in the biggest market in the United States of America, Los Angeles. And America's team is going to solidify what type of – what. Who 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 are you gonna be in twenty twenty? That's what that's hey, what the Dallas Cowboys are gonna say. Can I son. give an intro hey, first? You that's what the Dallas in. Cowboys. Okay, I'm gonna let you talk. Playing. I'm gonna let you talk. I'm gonna let you talk, and then I'm I got some stuff to say. All right. So, uh, Los Angeles Rams and the uh, Dallas Cowboys <clears throat> Sunday night main event in the brand is it's it's at L A. Yeah, brand new yep. stadium. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to L A. No, I'm just kidding. I was, I, Go ahead, Hump. Tell, I, uh, you, you gave me your safe time. Safe pick. Get out of here. You gave, me, uh, you gave me my time to rant, so it's your time. Uh, talk to me about this game. I'm not just going to talk about this game, Don. I'm going to talk about 2020 because I've been quiet for long enough, okay? If you know me, you know that I am King Cowboys fan. I am I'm Lord Cowboys fan. Everyone knows it. The people know it. Every, everybody knows it, Dalton. I wear I wear Cowboy stuff to class, on campus, whatever. I'm repping my team, good or bad. I'm definitely not a bandwagoner. I have been through thick and thin with the Dallas Cowboys. And the next 10 years, this decade, will be owned by the Dallas Cowboys. It's all set up, Dalton. That's such a hot Everything day. looks like it did in the 90s, which was owned by the Dallas Cowboys, Super Bowl champs in 92, 93, 95, Okay. You know Kansas City, they're they're definitely primed to to have a really fun ten years. But in the NFC, as far as the NFC is concerned, this is Dallas's conference for a long time. Okay, I you know I'm tired of the slander that I get in the locker room at Sam. Everybody's from down here. They 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 slander me. I mean, you would not believe the hate I get from coaches, from players, from friends, everybody, and I'm tired of it. Dakota Rain Prescott, okay, that's his full name if you didn't know, <laughs> is about to make some money, okay? I, I'm talking 2020 MVP. I said this months ago. It's going to happen. He's going to throw for close to 5,000 yards. His receiving core is, man, I, probably, you know, they're probably the best. It's probably the best receiving core in the NFL, top to bottom. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup who had 1,100 yards really quietly last year, better than anything outside of Devontae Adams that Green Bay has ever done. Um, oh, and they drafted CeeDee Lamb, and I hear he's a pretty good football player. I think he was good in college, I hear. Uh, that's that. I haven't even mentioned the best running back in the NFL, the most consistent running back in the NFL, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, the dude's a freak. He catches the ball. He's a short yardage guy, can break long runs. He's behind a, a, a super solid offensive line. Um, so we're going to be scoring points, okay? So you'd say, ah, you know, we don't need we don't need defense. We're going to outscore everybody. Wrong. Look at the defensive acquisitions this offseason on the defensive line. Yeah, we lost Joe McCoy. That hurt. I wish we still had him. Uh, Everson Griffin, stud Viking. He terrorized Green Bay for years. Dontari Poe, super brick wall. Up the middle. Uh, Alden Smith. Alden Smith. The first round pick. Alden Smith. We got him for nothing. He had 19 sacks a couple years ago. 
He's reinstated. Apparently, he's having one of the most impressive training camps on the Dallas Cowboys roster. So that's that's a sleeper pick for me. Alden Smith being a dog. Hadn't even mentioned Demarcus Lawrence. Linebacking core, you've got one of the best young linebacking cores in the NFL. Jalen Smith is a dog. Okay, If you don't know him, you're going to know Leighton Vander Esch by the end of the year. All right? And, and, you know, a veteran like Sean Lee, if he can stay healthy, think he can contribute to the Dallas Cowboys. Now, if we had one flaw, our secondary, a little suspect, all right? We cut Ha Ha Clinton Dix. I thought that was to, you know, create some room for for Mr. Earl Thomas. That didn't happen, but we're going to roll with it. Um, A lot of of high hopes out of me and out of America – for the Dallas Cowboys this season. I saw today where uh, Bleacher Report released a power rankings, and they do have the Dallas Cowboys in at six. I think going into week one, I'm totally cool with that, but talk to me in November, all right? All right. I'm done, by the now way. Now it's time to bring you I'm, back down done. to reality. I'm done. Now, Cowboys fans do this every year. Man, this is the year. This is the team. We I got like it. I'm Skip Bayless, and you're... You're uh, Stephen A. Yeah, you are Skip Bayless because you make ridiculous takes. Now, let, let me let me bring you to it. I think y'all have the best offense in the NFL if you switch quarterbacks. Dude, you Dak don't Prescott mean that. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. One, more, one more talking point, Don. One more talking point, then we can get back to this. I didn't even mention the biggest piece of the puzzle in 2020, okay? I didn't even mention it, all right? Last year, number one offense in the NFL – Number 12 defense in the NFL, okay? That is not 8-8 eight eight record worthy. It's not, okay? What's the one variable What's the one variable that can change that, Dalton Meyer? That's the coaching staff, all right? We went out and hired a Super Bowl champion, okay? You know him well. You know him well. He, he used to be King Cheesehead, all right? Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy is coming for blood this year. He's going to win the 2020 Coach of the Year. Go ahead and mark that. I already have. Um, but, yeah, the, the 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 variable that the Dallas Cowboys needed to change got changed in stellar fashion. Now. Continue. Okay. Let me go back. Let me start with Mike McCarthy. I love Mike McCarthy. You know, he, he was the reason we were very successful. You know, stuff happened at the end, and I don't blame him. You know, he was mad at the Packers. GM and owner because they wouldn't let him do what he wanted to do. So we got mad, kind of did a little holdout stuff, stopped coaching and left. I get it. I understand. Now, and I saw some documentaries about this man, and I don't know if you've seen a hump, but did you see the video where he would sit at home with like all his other old coach friends and they, you know, he wasn't a big stats guy? Scheming. And now he's a, he, everything he didn't do in Green Bay, he's doing now. And he was successful at Green Bay. So now he's bringing success and now he's got this whole, the stats and technology. He's finally, up with it. He brought all of his old coaching friends to Dallas. I love Mike McCarthy. I love the coaching staff. Am I am I correct in saying that I think I heard he watched every single snap of every single NFL game this season? Yes. Wow. Him and his homies who oh, are now hey. all the coaching staff at Dallas. Though I have no idea what that does because I feel like I'd be seeing so much that it'd all be jumbled. That's freaking dedication. Yeah, and I'm really excited to see how he coaches now. And I will, I'll admit this too. Last year... The reason y'all were 8-8 eight eight is because Dak would throw and get a lot of stats, but your defense couldn't do nothing. And I agree with that. It was a defense and a little bit of coaching because Coach Garrett, eh, he's aight. Now look, 
I am not on the Dak train. I never will be. He is not consistent enough to be this 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 guy that's going to carry the Cowboys for this whole decade. And actually, he might not even be on the Cowboys next season. He's going to be a free agent. That He's already is, turned down a contract. That is. He's going to be a free agent oh next season. God. He didn't want to be on the franchise tag and look at him on oh a franchise tag. God. Because he wants to be a Cowboy. Dak is gone next season. Dude, you know, you talk about Aaron Rodgers leaving. That's Dak the, is gone. Okay. Dude, that's the hottest take. If they can get a good quarterback oh for the Cowboys, my God, that's going to be a – I will be very nervous. Okay? Now, receiving That's court. fine. Be a sheep. All right? You be a follower. Okay? Dak, Dak Prescott is a lion. Okay. No, he's not. He's he is, a lion. He is a, uh, he's a puppy. Now, receiving core. You know, Amari Cooper is a top 15 receiver. Okay, he's a good receiver. CeeDee Lamb, <laughs> I'm really 15. excited to see how CeeDee Lamb plays his rookie year. Now, because of CeeDee Lamb, I don't know if Michael Gallup will get as many touches as he did last year because now they're, sp- they're spreading it out. So Michael Gallup might kind of fall in the stat range. And Alan Lazard, who will have more, more yards than him next year, Put that down. Blake Jarwin. I love Blake Jarwin at tight end. He's a sleeper. I didn't bring him up. Dude I like him. can move. He's a great pass catcher. I think his blocking needs some work, but they have Dalton Schultz as well at tight end. Kind of embarrassing how much I know about the Cowboys. Exactly. I, I would hate that. I, all I, all, it's I a shame gonna, that I know so much about I was going to comment on that. Um, during, you know, Dalton had his rant with the Packers. I didn't have much to say because I didn't really feel like having much to say. Uh, I go on my rant about the Cowboys, and I think we've got a closet Cowboys fan, all right? Well, being in Texas and being so many cow, I've had to fight multiple battles. Two of my best friends are Cowboys fans, not including Hump. So I've I've had to do my research and fight against it. Offensive line, they lose Travis Frederick. You know that's a big have, loss. They have Connor Williams, who big I think loss. has a, can have a good turnaround. But Lyle Collins is on IR yep. for three weeks. Yep, that's big time. They don't have a they don't, they now don't have a guard. And Tyrone Smith, you know he's still good, but he's also very old. You know. One bad play and his knee could be gone at this point. He's a cough away from death, okay? Running back, Zeke. Hey, Zach Martin, best guard in the NFL. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. But, you know, they, they have some holes now, which doesn't normally happen with the, the great wall of Dallas. Running back, Zeke, I think he's still a top five running back. Consistent? Yeah, he's pretty consistent. I'm excited to see. I don't know how he plays against the Rams with Aaron Donald. Because Aaron Donald can go around anywhere he wants. We're not worried about him. He's going to find his holes and pick the worst offensive lineman and work him. I'm guessing he's going to play against Connor Williams all game long. It'll be a test for the boy. Hook him. Now, defense. You were talking a big game about this defense. You're talking about Alden Smith, right? Man who hasn't played in how many years? Okay, gone. Tank, overrated, gone. Let's see. Y'all lost Gerald McCoy. He was the one person I was excited for. Gone. Dontari Poe. He's a good run stopper. He can't do much else. Gone. Who else? Oh, yeah. Everson Griffin, the uh, 50-year-old man. He, he he used to dominate the Packers way back when. He's done. Gone. Okay. Jalen Smith, great linebacker. I'll give you that one. Boy can stop the run, and he can cover. Van Der Esch, okay, he can stop the run. You put that man in coverage, oh, my God. Jared Goff is going to work him all game long. He cannot. Jared who? Jared Goff? Stop. I'm, I'm not even at the Rams yet. I didn't even give my pick, Dalton. I'll take Cowboys by a million. Now, Dallas' secondary is what is going to be the game changer no, for suspect. this game. It's suspect. Because Jared Goff and the L.A. Rams yep. are a very good throwing team. They're going to throw the ball all game long. West FCS Coast legend, offense. Cooper yeah. Cup. Yep. And I think that's going to be the deciding factor is if Dallas' secondary can handle this offense. 
Now, you got rid of Paha Clint Dix. So now you have no safeties at all. You have no corners, no safeties, nobody. So the, the strength of L.A. and the weakness of Dallas could change the entire game. So, you know, I can't not pick Dallas because of all the hype. So I'm going Dallas. But I wouldn't be surprised if L.A. has an upset. And, cha- and I would love to see L.A. win. The, you know, it's the opener in their brand-new stadium, brand-new uniforms, brand-new everything. I would love to see an upset just to come on the next episode and trash this Dallas Cowboy team. And this is another thing I'm very excited for. I'm excited for Dallas to win week one and the Humph to think that they're the best team ever because they won the first week. So I, we're going to see that. If they end up winning, you're going to hear all about it, about how they're going to win everything, they're going to win everything. Yeah, no. I do agree. Mike McCarthy could win Coach of the Year if the Cardinals don't play out. The Cardinals play out. Cliff Kingsbury was my pick. Mike McCarthy was my second pick. Dak will never win MVP. Well, maybe because he's going to the uh, Patriots next year. Mark it down. <laughs> oh, my God. Mark it down. That's a, that's I've a... said it for years now. Cam Newton's on a one-year deal. He's going to bounce Dak Prescott right in. He'll do oh great in God. New England. He's not going to win MVP for the Then Cowboys. Aaron Rodgers is coming to the Cowboys. Not at all. Dude. No, he's retiring as a Packer. <laughs> so, I mean, so you picked Dallas, right? Yes. So, those are picks for the week. I'm very. This is very exciting. You know, we're both big on the NFL. You know, he talked about he's a big NFL guy. I'm a big college guy. But I like the NFL because you get to see those college players go and play in the NFL. And, you know, I'm a big Green Bay guy, of course. So I'll always root for the boy. Uh, next week's going to be a fun episode. We get to talk about, uh, you know, we can talk about what happened in the NFL. We get to make picks for the next week and kind of get the train rolling, get the results from our first fantasy football game. Uh, Humph, anything else you want to say before we end it off? Man, uh, I had a fun fun episode tonight. Hope you guys enjoy it. Obviously, me and Dalton are very passionate about about sports and football uh, in general. Um, you know, I want to I want to shed one positive comment uh, on all this Corona stuff. Um, it it might have changed sports uh, for for as far as we know it, but I have thoroughly enjoyed having something to watch every single night this week, whether it's hockey. Uh, hey. My Dallas Stars now. I'm a lifelong hockey fan as of about six months ago, so my Dallas Stars are still in. But as far if if it's hockey, if it's NBA playoffs, you know, MLB baseball, now we've got college football, NFL kicks off Thursday. The next couple months are going to be really fun uh, as far as sport watching goes. Yeah, it's, it's been really fun to watch these teams that don't get, you know, like, uh, for example, South Alabama Southern Myth. You get to watch these teams that you don't get to watch a lot. FCS is on the is on TV more, and especially in the spring, hopefully there'll be a lot more FCS games. And uh, with hockey, you know, every night has stars. So let's see if uh, the oh, stars can pull it that off. That was the cleanest. So excited. Dude, I, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I, you know, I've never been a hockey guy, but Hump's been showing me the stars, so I, I've been enjoying watching hockey. You know, maybe we'll even talk about hockey the next episode, give you a little stars update. Uh, so we have a lot of stuff to talk about next episode. We hope you enjoyed this one, and we will see you all next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.